0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Two, one, and good evening, good evening. I am Richard the Razor Ewing, and if you're watching this right now, you just put your game face on. Welcome. Tonight, I am have a plethora of, of just talent with me tonight. Of course, I got my co-host, Matt Wise. And then tonight we, we got a just a feature guest, big Ben Parker from CalsportsRivals.com. Great to have you. But before we get started, I gotta ask my questions. And my questions are: if you're trying to find a way to get the connection of your cable to the wall and you need directions, you're on the wrong podcast. Now, if you're trying to figure out how to get the table leg back into your table and you need directions how to do that, you're on the wrong podcast. But if you are trying to get insight in the sports, in the San Francisco Bay Area, you just put your gang face on. And if you're trying to get insight into sports on a national level, once again, your game face is on and welcome. As I said before, I'm Richard DeRazor Ewing. We have my co-host, Matt Wiseman, and also Big Ben Parker as a guest. Matt, what do we got, man?
1: Richard, Richard, what's going on? What do we got? I mean, we had a weekend of football. Um, if you're a football fan, we had a weekend for for football fans that that topped it. And if you if you're a fan like me, you had a, you had the Bay Area Bowl. So I, I'm stoked. I'm ready to go. I got I got a lot to talk about, and I'm super excited to have Ben with us.
0: Yeah, yeah, Ben. Uh, now Ben's over at rivals.com. Beat writer, uh, extraordinaire. Uh, has been covering Cal basketball for a little while, um, but I also been you also you you been also putting up some articles for the NFL as well lately.
2: Ben, are you there? Um, actually, no, not the not the not the NFL. Um, you I do do a little bit of NFL tweeting and whatnot. I got a separate account for that, but uh, you know, I did I did catch the 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 playoff games from the weekend and. Yeah. Um, you know, I was very and, and you know as, as you guys were very intrigued by what we saw from Tom Brady and you know uh, Patrick Mahomes and all that. So I'm very excited to uh, you know, well I'm you know, Cal basketball is my my focus and my passion and was the NBA. Uh, I made sure to sit down and, and watch both games yesterday in full, uh, so you could discuss that today. So I knew that was be a hot topic for today.
1: And Richard, Richard talking about the games, Richard we get before we talk about the games we we'll get into it i know but i mean the nfl season it's here it's coming to an end we're coming up on super bowl season and we might not be at the games right now we might not be going to the super bowl i know i'm not going to the super bowl unless somebody <laughs> throws me some free tickets but you can still be in on the action at bet online uh i'm telling you if i had some extra dough to throw around this weekend i might be putting my money on tom brady yeah. but if you got money to spend from game spreads and totals to teams to players and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So I encourage you go over to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Richard, back to you. You know,
0: the big question from this weekend, and everybody's been talking about it, is that if you are the Green Bay Packers and it's fourth and eight, this is the NFC title game. This is this is the game. This is the one that's going to put you in the Super Bowl. Why would you kick the field goal? I'm just trying to understand. Don't get me wrong. I get it that, you know, it's it's kind of a, 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 you know, a situation where, uh, and coaches do this, they'll think more on the side of caution, okay? But I think in this case, we're not talking about the regular season now. We're talking about the NFC title game. This is a game, like I said, it gets you playing for the crown. And you decide to go with the field goal, And you put the ball back in Brady's hands. I'm like, how would you? I'm sorry, guys. I don't know
2: about you guys, but I'm sure. I was pulling my hair out watching that. Ben, go ahead, Ben. what did you? (laughs) I don't get it. I mean, listen, my brother and I were watching the game yesterday, and he cracked a joke. He said, oh, what if they kick a field goal? You know? And then they actually kicked a field goal. And, I mean, here's the thing. So, there's – I've been thinking about this a lot today because I knew this was going to come up in today's show. I knew this was, like, going to be the – story we were going to talk about and there's several different problems layers to this first of all let's step back from fourth down third down Aaron Rodgers had green passers wide open and he doesn't run I mean he should have ran the ball there maybe he doesn't get in the end zone but he at least gets to like within the five yard line I personally think he's got a great shot to go in if he sacrifices his body a la John Elway. If you remember that helicopter dive, he did. Yeah, some, I remember you know, I thinking yeah. that he could have, yeah. he could have had that moment. He didn't, he, he threw it inside. And then the second thing is, is okay. You don't get that play regardless of like, if you kick, you still have to get a touchdown anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to get a touchdown anyway. So, I mean, it's like, why not just go for it? And if you don't get it, worst case scenario, Give the Bucks horrible field position. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's the difference. It's, I mean, it's the difference yeah. between. I'm sorry, Ben. You
1: you hit it. It's the difference. KC, look at what they did in fourth down, right last week to, to ice the game. Uh, you know, called the gutsiest play of gutsiest plays Andy Reid did. And here we are in the biggest game in the championship game, and and to go for a field goal knowing that who you, who's on the other sideline. There's a guy on the other sideline that can run the clock. There's a guy on the other sideline that can get you 10 yards. There's a guy on the other sideline that's the most cerebral quarterback um, I've seen aside from Peyton Manning, maybe, and Joe Montana. But, I mean, it's unbelievable. you, you got to go for it. You have to go for it because that's your season right there. That field goal does not get you any closer to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to – and this is the thing
0: because, you know, after the game Aaron Rodgers was not happy. Okay? I mean, my whole deal is this. On fourth and 8, NFC title game, hey, whatever Aaron didn't do in third down, at this point, you're the offensive coordinator. This this is this is it for you, okay? This is when you're supposed to step up because you're getting paid the big bucks to make decisions like this. And I'm thinking, okay, look, if I'm getting paid like, 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 I can't even think of the offensive coordinator's name for Green Bay now. It's Lafleur, isn't it? I believe it is. It's, it's He's rubbish. the coach. Well,
1: nobody's it's gonna a remember coach, the offensive bro. coordinator after after okay. what happened.
0: Okay. Well, well. Okay. Whoever makes that decision. Okay. Let's keep it. It's in the decision. Yeah. Whoever makes that decision. Guess what? This is when you're supposed to draw up something. I don't care. You look. You okay? You don't draw a kick kicking a field goal on fourth and eight in the NFC title game, man. I'm sorry, you don't do that.
1: No, and you don't draw up something. I mean, you you've got to play. You've got a bunch of plays that you run in these scenarios. I right. mean, these gotta have them plays. These gotta get yardage plays. You, you have them. So, so the I, to me, I, it's scared. It, it's it's scared. I don't get it.
2: You know, it reminds me. It's not to the same degree as this, but it reminds me of when the. You know, I wonder if like analytics said kicking the field goal was the right decision because, you know, like it reminds me kind of when the Rays pulled their pitcher in the World Series, you know, and yeah. kind of did a most safe thing. I mean, it's just yeah, it's the yeah, yeah. same kind of scared kind of move. Yeah. Or it's just like you know what you got to forget about what's the smart play. Or first of all, I think the smart play was to go for it, by the way. But there's just yeah. times. Where, there's just times where you got to just you got to be gutsy. And you gotta go, it's chip, it's guts poker and games on the line. And I guess if you're the Packers, do you wanna you rather have the offseason looking back in your offseason and say, Yeah, we kicked a field goal and never gave Aaron Rodgers a, a fourth opportunity to score? Or do you wanna say we gave Aaron Rodgers the opportunity? Like if you're gonna go down, which way do you wanna go down? And you rather go down knowing that you gave Aaron Rodgers the keys to the car and to make a play you know, so that's why you have them. I mean,
1: it reminds me, it reminded, it reminds me of, of Pete Carroll in Seattle, not giving the ball to beast mode at the goal line and throwing it. That, I mean, it reminds me of that. You can, I mean, they had momentum too. They were, they scored 16 points in the second half. It's not like they were getting shut out on defense. They were, you know, they were getting shut out on offense. Excuse me. I mean, they were scoring. So that's why you got Aaron Rodgers. That's why you have the talent around him. Yeah, by the way,
0: to all the subscribers out there and those who have not subscribed, you're watching for the first time. Moving forward, if you subscribe to us, you will get this limited edition, Warriors Game Face t-shirt, okay? Got a nice shot of Steph when he was doing his thing. Y'all remember that shot, okay? And you got on the back, Game phase part of the Bleed Talent Network, and this is where you can find us. So, hey, you subscribe, you get the nice t shirt, right? Pretty cool. And by the way, we have it in blue. And I'll tell you something else we're going to be doing this periodically because we're going to be doing it for the Giants, we're going to be doing it for the A's, we're going to be doing it for, for the 49ers, we're going to be doing it for Cal basketball. We're going to be doing it. Look, if there's a Bay Area team, the Sharks and Bay Area team, you're going to be, you
1: subscribe, you're
0: going to be able to get one of these. All right. We'll put
1: Ben Parker's face on one of those for Cal basketball. Hey, man, there you go,
0: man. Who said, hey, Ben Parker knows how to get his game face on. All right. I do.
1: I do. Ben, Ben, Ben we'll we'll send you one for sure, Ben. We'll send you a shirt. Yeah,
0: so.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: I'll it. Yeah, that's just a nice little gift to let our subscribers know we do appreciate them, you know, checking us out. Now, we're going to shift gears here. We're going to go over to. The Golden State Warriors, and this is going to be a juicy morsel for Ben because Ben's team is the Utah Jazz. And I tell you something, you got to tip your hat, your hat to Utah—they did a number on Golden State the other night, man. It just—it was brutal. And I tell you something, it was one of those games that every team needs to have when they're just not, in my opinion, competing. Okay, and I think what's going on with Golden State right now is that as a team they're not competing, okay? Um, there's individuals who are competing, but as a team, they're not competing. And I just think that that something that they got from Utah was the wake-up call that they needed. It basically reminded them, hey, look, this is the Western Conference in the NBA. You want to play here, or guess what? You're going to lose. Plain and simple. And that's a hard pill for the Golden State Warrior and the fan base to swallow, but Guess what? What do we know? We know, hey, in a game, there's winners and there's losers. So if you ain't winning, then you're losing. Okay? And you got to hats off to to, to, uh, the Utah Jazz, Gobert. And I tell you something, the one person in the last three seasons that I've seen that has been a a thorn in in Golden State Warriors' side from Utah, you know who it's been? It, It ain't been Rudy Gobert. Is it Gobert? No, it hasn't. Don't get me wrong, Gobert plays well against them all the time. But the one person has killed them every single time they play, without fail, Joe Ingles. <laughs> Ingles, Ingles, Ingles kills, them. kills them. He kills them. He kills them every time, dude. He, that guy, he, he averages, what, 20 points against Golden State every single game? It's amazing.
1: Ingles ain't no joke uh, that game. He had 13 points, but he's got some sweet handles. No doubt. Again, I, I I'm going to say this two months in two months, this is going to be a different warriors team. Um, you know, that Utah jazz game. Yeah, yeah. that was, that was, a, that was a heat check. Right. I mean uh, they got, they came off the game against the, the Lakers. Uh, and then, and then you went to Sacramento, you went to the Knicks and then you had Utah and, um, And that was a heat check. I mean, Utah's a great team. They're a top three team, if not higher in the Western division. Um, They're, they're a stacked team. They're going to be tough for anybody to play against um, let alone the Warriors right now who are again, just figuring it out, figuring out the rotations, figuring, I mean, they're, I think they figured out who's their second team, you know, and the strength on their second team, but, but that all that stuff's going to come, but yeah, Utah's Utah's a beast.
2: Well, and what didn't help the Warriors either was recently Shaquille O'Neal just called out Donovan Mitchell for not being the lead. I'm not sure if you guys saw that, but he called him what? out for not being the lead. So I'm sure oh, yeah, that's that. motivation that. for d as well. I feel like yeah. that's TNT yeah. clickbait. And, you know, that's got to be
1: TNT clickbait. You know, TNT just wants those. I don't know because it has to what, be. how would you call Donovan Mitchell out? I mean, that man puts it in yeah, every I, single game I, every time I've watched him play.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot Go ahead, Ben. No, I, I was just gonna say, I, yeah, I agree with you. I, I didn't really get the motivation for Shaq behind that. Um, other than I think I agree, it's some, it's some clickbait kind of. Hey, why don't we call you not elite, and then you pretend that you're pissed, and then they'll drive our ratings up. I, I don't know. Um, but I, I, agree with Matthew though, about Golden State that it's just a matter of them coming together and clicking and gelling. You know, they, they've, been, you know, I mean, last year they didn't have Steph, they didn't have Clay. I mean, they're still kind of. They're, they're trying to integrate James Wiseman back into the mix now and is a rookie. So there's a lot of pieces they're integrating. Um, I, you know, I didn't think the Warriors would be a playoff team going into the season, just considering the, the absence of Clay. but I think they're definitely going to be a playoff team now. Um, I think as, as the season goes on, they're going to they're gonna figure it out. And, um, yeah, I, 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 by the way, I love the addition of James Wiseman. That was a really good pick for them. Get them a talented big that could run the floor, block shots. There's so much to lack with him. So, yeah, I agree. The Warriors, they needed that wake-up call, but it's certainly in the season. They're going to be fine. Well, I, I think it's, you know, both of you guys have touched
0: on some things I had said, you know, before the season even started, because, uh, you know, when I had uh, Mike Schumann on, me, we talked about it and I said the same thing, I said that they need time because we got to be realistic. They haven't had time to play together. There was no no practice sessions this year. You know, Wiseman pretty much just kind of fell out of the sky, which we're glad. Um, and you're right; he's he's you know over time he's going to get better. There's a lot of things that he can do. Um, he is not in the starting lineup tonight. Actually, they made a change. Uh, Kevon Looney is actually starting tonight, and they're going to have Wiseman come off the bench. And I think a lot of that is 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 Kerr doing what Kerr does. A lot of times, people will experiment to see how things you know, pan out You watch, you know, a few games with Wiseman starting. Now he's going to switch it up and, and see, you know, how, you know, Wiseman will respond to coming off the bench. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's a smart maneuver as a
1: coach. You you want to move maneuver things and switch things around a bit. If you ask me, Kerr's hit all the right buttons. I mean, you give him the playing time, you let the rookie go out there, you let him get some experience, you let him get some time. And Steve Kerr even said last week, he's like, Hey, this, it wouldn't be my starting lineup if I got off the start of st- A stack five team to beat anybody. This wouldn't be my lineup. And so this is just, I think, you know, that was a a prelude to what was to come, which is you know, he's gonna start exploring with Wiseman coming in off the bench, which isn't which isn't a bad option either. Get that guy coming off the bench. I mean, now he's not gonna be up against your number one centers, he may be playing against the number two centers. And I like his chances. I think that's going to give him a lot of confidence to grow and look at this warrior schedule. I just want to read this and I want to get Ben's take on Wiseman because I know he loves him, but the warrior schedule coming up, Minnesota, Minnesota, Phoenix, Detroit, and then you, you're up against Boston and Dallas. So, uh, you know, of your next six, you know, you have a pretty good chance against, against that schedule. Um, and then you have some tough competition toward the end of it. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Uh, ben, but Ben, what do, what have you seen from Wiseman? Uh, I mean, you see college players all day. You see their development all day uh, going from when they're coming into the college game and to when they they exit their, their time playing. Um, you've seen James Wiseman play. What do you see? Do you, have you seen anything like that in the college game before?
2: Well, I mean, just what, what 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 amazing about James Wiseman just is the raw physical potential alone, right? He's what, seven one seven two, and just has massive, massive wingspan, uh, runs the floor. I did a blog post on him about a year ago, um, right before like, right before he had to leave Memphis due to the reasons he had to leave Memphis for. And I just was just enamored with just his raw physical tools and the fact that he can run the floor so well, you know. Um, and, he, I mean, you know, what's so scary about today's NBA is, you know, usually guys of Wiseman's size 20 years ago were much more limited you know, in their, in their skill set, you know, and didn't have the athleticism. But he just has such raw, I amazing mean, athleticism. And then he's he's a pretty skilled player, too. He can score on the basket. He can rebound. He can block shots. Um, he's really kind of the prototypical kind of center that you want in today's NBA because in today's NBA, as you guys know, and the Warriors are kind of one of the first teams to do is kind of go small ball mm-hmm. where you start someone like Draymond Green at the five, you know. Right. You know, what makes Wiseman so – so scary and so such a great prospect for me is the fact that he's so big and yet has the quickness as well to to, to hang with smaller guys so in other words he can he he can kind of go he can fit in that small ball lineup you know um with this quickness and his agility but then it's like he's seven foot two with a freak wingspan so I, i've been very impressed with him so far um there's a reason why I drafted him in my fantasy team this year when I saw he was early picked. I'm like, I'm picking him up because I knew he was going to give me something. So, yeah, I'm, I've been very impressed with him. And I think, too, I think what's great for Wiseman is I think Golden State is a perfect situation, perfect spot for him because, as you guys were saying, he can come off the bench. He doesn't have to carry the low. What's tough for a lot of these rookies to get picked as high as he does is they come in and like, day one. Like, Sean Bradley in Philadelphia, day one, had to be the franchise. You know I mean? He doesn't have to be the franchise. Right. He can come off the bench. They can gradually work him in. They can all those things. So he's in a great situation playing with a guy like Steph. So, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a great marriage. And I'm very interested to see how it progresses, you know, both rest of this season and obviously just down the road.
1: And it could be really, really scary. I mean, we saw glimpses of it in the Utah game where he posted, he was posting up the big boys down there. Um, I mean, you know the beginning of the game was a little uh, because he was shooting that outside shot and it didn't look pretty the first couple shots of the game but then he was posting up and like you said he was doing what the big boys used to do back in the day you know get down on that block post up and and make some moves make the defense collapse on you um and we're starting to see that part of his game which is exciting
0: okay we got and by the way good stuff from both of you guys but we're kind of losing some time here so um i do want to go over uh, ben, you you know, you're, you're Rivals.com beat rider. You covered Cal uh, basketball. What are you seeing from uh, the program this season?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I cover both men and women's basketball, which keeps me hopping, obviously. Um, and, you know, the women's program, just really quickly, it's a redshirt year for them. I mean, really, I mean, they three of their top guards were all, are all out for the season, uh, which is just mm-hmm. absolutely brutal. Um, and then they have – they they brought in, like, a top ten recruiting class this season. Um, but, you know, a lot of those players were post players. So, the, the, the front court's looking really solid and it's coming together nicely. Um, but when you have three of your top backcourt players all out for the season, it's just tough to win games. And, you know, so they, they haven't won a game yet this year. Wow. And yeah, and it's – I mean, it's a combination of the injuries and then just packed up women's basketball is, like, the toughest – Conference and women's college basketball. So for the women's program, it's really about, you know, kind of looking ahead next season and getting people healthy. They they did get a little bit of good news just over the weekend. They found out one of their incoming freshmen, Mia Mastrov, is going to be joining the team. This semester she's going to enroll early, and she'll be able to play. And what is kind of nice is due to COVID, uh, this year doesn't count against players' eligibility. So she'll be able to play this year, and it's not going to hurt it counter against her eligibility. So it'll be interesting to see what Mia Mastroff uh, brings to the table this year for them. Um, and then on the men's side, you know, the men are, it's year two of the Mark Fox era. Sharman uh, Smith is the head coach of the women's program um, and it's Mark Fox of the men and, you know, year two of Mark Fox era, you know, they've, they've been hampered with injuries as well. Not to the degree the women have, but you know, their star Matt Bradley has missed about half of league play due to a couple of different ankle injuries. They finally got him back over the weekend against, USC, um, which was nice for them to see, um, and then their their kind of their number two score, Grant Adashevich, who is an Australian senior and has been playing, I mean, is the best basketball of his career. Really talented stretch forward. He had an emergency appendectomy about a month and a half ago, and that cost him five games. And he's so you know the first half of Pac-12 play was really brutal for them. Um, just due you to know, all the injuries and everything, but thankfully for them, they got everybody back now. And so the hope for them is to pick it up a little bit in the second half of Pac-12 play. Um, they're two and eight at the moment in league play, and they're hoping to maybe get to be, you know, I think for them, if they could win, you know, four of their next 10 games and go four and six in league play down the stretch, I'd not be a nice second half of Pac-12 play for them. So, you know, uh, both teams hampered by injuries. Um, but you know, it's, it's been tough for them this year. Hey,
1: Hey, uh, Brad or Ben, I appreciate that. And if you guys don't, and if you haven't go check out Ben's Twitter at, at slam dunk 406 Uh, I've been following it the last couple of days. And, and if you want anything, sports, Cal sports and other sports, he's got it on there. So uh, Ben, I, I appreciate the insight. I just real quick. I know you said he's been injured most of the year, but um, I did read an article where you're predicting that, you know, at that time where Matt Bradley would go, hopefully late first round, maybe second round. um, You still think that, that he's trending in that direction?
2: I think it's possible. Look, Here's what I think. I think he's a guy that's gonna to have to be four years of college basketball. I, I, I should have mentioned in the, in the article. I think I did. I I, I, I did. anticipate him to play four years at Cal. I don't think he's gonna leave after his junior year, especially due to the injuries he's had this year. So, look, I mean, you know who he reminds me of is he in terms of just his physical profile, he reminds me of Darren Williams, like young Darren Williams, you know, the Utah Jazz point guard. Very similar size six, three, 220 pounds, whatever. just all muscle. I mean, he could play, he could, he, he could play, you know, uh, free safety for Cal. Yeah. They need an extra defensive back to get in a play free safety as well. You know, he's just, he's got such a great physical profile and he's very physical. He attacks the room really well. I and mean, then he's a lefty and he's got a nice three point shot and can throw it down. Um, you know, Eric Bossy, who's now at 24, seven sports, but, uh, Eric Bossi was with us at Rivals for a long time and he described uh, he, he described uh, Matt Bradley as Ronnie Lott in high tops. That's what he <laughs> called him. And I agree with that. He's he's like a Ronnie Lott type in high tops playing basketball out there. So, you know, guys with that physical uh, profile and specimen of he is and that's aggressive and can attack the rim and be physical like that. I mean, got that Darren Williams kind of mentality. He, he absolutely, you know, could could, you know, possibly sneak into the first round of, of the draft after his senior year, I think. Um, and, you, you know, with these draft picks, you just never know. I didn't think Tyrell Terry of Stanford was going to go early second round last year. And he did. Yeah. And Matt Bradley ate his lunch, ate him for lunch in the Pacto tournament. In my humble opinion. he, he, uh-huh. he was better I, love than I love it. I love it. So, yeah, I I think Bradley's got a shot, a real shot to be a good pro prospect. Um, But one thing that would help him, though, obviously, is if, you know, Mark Falkow can get more pieces around him. Um, Because I think if he can make a nice little run in the tournament, you know, next season, that would be great for his stock.
0: Well, I'll tell you something, guys. we got a few minutes left. I just want to close out with this question because this is the deal. The 49ers – are pretty much in a situation right now where they're in a position where they can deal, okay? And, and their deal is being able to deal Garoppolo or keep him, okay? So the real question is, you know, there's these different, you know, uh, ideas about, you know, who they could go after, who they could pick or whatever. You know, one of them, obviously, if you guys probably recently found out, you know, Matt Stafford made himself available. He's not trying to come back with Detroit next season um and then um there's also talk of deshaun watson okay of the houston Texans. which and then the third that all of a sudden because of what happened in the innocent title game you know uh aaron Rodgers says he doesn't know about his future in 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 in, uh, green bay but when i look at all three guys I, i look and i say okay you know what you know there's You know, what everybody wants to throw out there, you know, to make, you know, certain sound bites sound juicy and get people talking and get rumors running all over the place. But there's a reality factor you have to deal with here, okay? And the reality factor is of the three quarterbacks, okay, honestly, of the three quarterbacks, the only quarterback that's more realistic to go to San Francisco, those three, is probably Matt Stafford, okay? Because, first of all, Houston's not gonna let go of Deshaun Watson. And if they do, they're gonna want to get paid well for it. They're gonna want, they're gonna want something pricey for him. Okay. And you know, they've already, what was it? Matt, we were talking earlier this week. Somebody put something out there about them wanting to get uh, uh Bosa from the defense. It's like, dude, are you what are you drinking? What are you gonna <laughs> Okay, that's not gonna happen. And and the other thing is Aaron Rodgers is not gonna leave Green Bay next season. That's not gonna happen. He's gonna be wearing a Green Bay uniform next season. So the only realistic quarterback that's available that could probably where something probably could happen based on, you know, salaries and everything else is Matt Stafford. But the question you got to ask yourself, and man, I think I brought this up before with you, is that if you have a guy like a Matthew Stafford, okay, I don't care what you do if you're Kyle Shanahan, you've got to have an offensive line to protect that guy. Because why? He, he's another emergence of a Garoppolo. What is he going to do? He's going to step back in the pocket, Right. Look for receivers where to throw now. Listen,
1: that- hey, listen, as a, as a, sorry, as a, as a guy that likes to watch the line, I love the lines. I'm a Lions fan because Barry Sanders. Okay. Ma- you have a Matthew Stafford. Jimmy Garoppolo is Matthew Stafford, uh, you know, without the numbers yeah. um, because he hasn't been on the field. Uh, to me, that's not a great option. Uh, Deshaun Watson, who knows what's going on there in, in Houston, yeah. if they're even, they're going to let him out, it's going to cost a ton. Um, and then you, he's got to want to go to, to San Francisco. So, so that, you know, let's take that tail. Let's look at what is, what is plausible though, actually at this point, uh, the 49ers do have a pick, uh, coming up in the draft and you do got a guy like Trey Lance from North Dakota sitting there that can be picked. You do got a guy like Mac Jones from Alabama. You do have a Kyle Trask from Florida, that you can pick so um, you're,
0: saying, you're, you're saying going
1: with the rookie instead of going with somebody a season? Would stay you? with garoppolo develop your rookie that's one option um unless unless some miracle happens and deshaun Watson wants to come here you get him he's a 10 easier franchise quarterback for the next five to ten right but that realistically we got to press the brakes on that stay why. with garoppolo yeah draft yourself a young quarterback ben any thoughts
2: I think you summed it up well. I think if you're them, you know, um, I, I agree I, that I agree with Richard that Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson aren't really realistic options. Um, and I also agree with you too that I mean Matthew Stafford versus Garoppolo, like I agree. I don't think there's that much of a difference between the two really at this point. Like I don't think like Stafford's is that much of an upgrade. So I, I agree with you, uh Matt, that really the best thing they can do at this point is draft a quarterback and 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 groom him for the future. And then, you know, Garoppolo's an experienced guy. He was behind Tom Brady for a number of years, right? You know, so he's got some experience and I, he's got some things he could teach, you know, quarterback. And, and, you know, as you said, too, the offensive line situation as well, that's got to that's rectify itself, too. And that was that's probably a bigger need for them than, than just quarterback. I a lot of times people think, oh, if you get a new quarterback, that solves everything, you know. But, I mean, even if, you know, had, had the Niners drafted Aaron Rodgers instead of Alex Smith, with that offensive line, they had Alex Smith behind for five, six years. Would Aaron Rodgers be who we – I don't know. I mean, so it's a team sport, and you just can't assume that you're going to get one player. That's going to fix all your problems. Just like with Tampa Bay, you know, they added Tom Brady, yes, but they got other pieces around him as well. So you can't – it's never as simple as I get this one guy. And then I'll be honest, too, if, like, if you really think that, like, Matthew Stafford is going to be your savior <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, That's not, hey, you know hey, what I mean? So, yeah, I, I agree with everything before we go. I
1: know everywhere. we got to go again, Ben at Slam Dunk 406. Good. He
2: put some nice, years. Good.
1: Ben. I appreciate it at Slam Dunk 406. I just want to get it before appreciate we go, you, Richard. Man. I know we got to go, yeah. Ben and Richard. Who you guys got in the Super Bowl?
0: Uh, I got Brady,
1: so we got Brady. That's
0: the problem. I got Kansas City. You got Kansas, City, really? Okay, okay, but I something You know, Rudy Tom Jonathan said it best. Never underestimate the heart of a champion.
1: (laughs) Listen, the numbers are ridiculous. 21 seasons, 10 wins in championship games. Mm -hmm. And although I say what, six Super Bowl wins, only three losses. I mean, the numbers are insane. I'm going Tampa Bay. I'm going Tom Brady.
0: Tom Brady, yeah. Okay. By the way, guys, you want to go ahead and subscribe to us. We're going to give you this T-shirt, guys. This is a nice t Look at this thing. Come on. This is nice. Just for subscribing. Just to sit around and watch us talk sports. Because come on. We know this is what you like. Well, let's keep it real, guys. Now, remember, you can come in. You can put your feet up. You can even relax a little bit. But just remember, when you come, you better have your game face on. Thank you for listening to Believe.